Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixel Refresh Podcast. I am your host, Marco Rodriguez, and this week, as always, I'm joined by none other than Mario Amaral, the Android-loving man. How's it going, my friend? How are you today, huh? I'm good. How are you? Oh, very good, you know, very good. Anything uh, Anything new in your life? Oh, there's there's so much new in my life. I just got older. Yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. New thing, huh? Happy birthday. Your birthday was two days ago, but happy belated yes. birthday, even though I said happy birthday before. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was a underwhelming birthday, you know, but that's what happens when you get older. We uh, tend to just, uh, you know let the days pass sometimes i still get the how old are you and i'm like uh always off by like one year does that happen to you uh you don't exactly remember sometimes yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like uh I, you say I, a like, lot <laughs> like in my case i would me. say like oh i'm like 28 you know yeah in my case would be like 26 27 oh, okay right like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a, that's more than a couple of years <laughs> off <laughs> uh well Jeez, bro, just a little bit. I'm actually 34. Just turned. Do you 34. are you are you actually 34? Yeah. See, I yeah, I am oh, okay. 34. Sure, I believe you. Oh, how old do you think I was? 40? 35? No, I just turned 34. Oh, okay. Cool. So what's it like being yeah, a 34 so, year old? Um, it's the same as it was being a 33 year old. I hate that question. Don't you hate that question? <laughs> <laughs> I really hate I that question. Like when people you, ask you, like, you. how how does it feel to be like one age older than you were before? Yeah, you know, I'll be completely honest. Besides, like physically, yeah, mentally, I think I'm still twenty. I think I think in uh, in all of our heads, like especially us men, I think we we think younger than we are. And then 100%. and then don't get me wrong, like I don't know if you have those moments, but you have these clear distinct moments where you remember that you're not 20 you know you're not 20 something you know yeah you're like i got grown-up problems e- like, exactly what the hell's going on exactly you're like i've you're got like, grown-up problems <laughs> this bill is due i should not have this what bill. is a bill yeah why am i literally having to remember to pay this on time i should never have to remember or it's that you know you really know you hit that point when you're like if I don't do this, I'm going to get in trouble. And it isn't like your parents in trouble. It's like I could possibly, you know, you could lose, lose something important. Everything to I have. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Damn, the I'm stakes are much higher as adults. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're not like, oh, my God, I'm going to get grounded. It's like, oh, my God, my lights are going to get turned yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a lot has happened in two weeks. Um, I'm just going to go for a rundown. Um at the top of the show, we're gonna we're probably gonna talk about Mario's recent discoveries and purchases. He's discovered three different phones in the past three or four weeks. Um, WWDC, the Apple event has happened. Um, I went on to purchase something called a Logitech Circle camera. I'll give you a brief on that. Uh, but I think for the most part, in this episode, uh, we're just gonna be discuss- discussing those two things. Um, the the phones and uh the little bits about WWDC that I think were important to talk about. So, let's start off with uh what phone did you actually get first? Was it the Pixel? Yes, the Pixel 3a yeah. 
was my first device. I feel like we I talked purchased. about. Do we? Did you have the Pixel in last episode? Because I feel like we. No, I think I was waiting. Oh, for okay, because I feel like you know, I I feel like we. We talked about it as though you had the phone. We talked about it as though I was getting the phone for sure. Okay. We definitely like talked about. I think the phone. there was a lot of feature talk. So, um, so yeah, tell us about uh, your experience with the phone. How long did you keep it? Honestly, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. After like 48 hours of using the phone, oh. 48 hours of using the phone, I could literally tell you. It was at the point where I knew what the experience was. I was done after 48 hours. Really? The only wow. Other thing. Yeah, the only other thing I tried after 48 hours was the beta Q, which is on beta 3 at that moment. Okay. And that was just, uh, personally to me, really unusable. Like, the gestures weren't... I really hope there's a lot of tweaking to come, which I'm assuming there is, because it's only beta 3. But in, And if I remember correctly, like, that was one of the things you were super stoked about, was the new gestures was, and all that stuff. So It was, 100% was, and it was not but it's it's I not expecting. i mean again it's a beta it's not a product of it's right. not in its final form in any sort of way so there's probably a lot of tweaks you're gonna see before before it's done and that's why i'm not i'm not giving it like uh you know a review in the sense of this is what i think of uh, you yeah. know android q because i can't okay continue sorry i didn't mean to interrupt okay you. so i will say the 3a right right away when you take it out of the box you do feel like that you know plastic feel by no means does it feel cheap but it doesn't feel premium okay and okay. that's fine because it's like um in in comparison to its dollar. more expensive brethren you right. feel that it's it feels significantly cheaper it does like it feels like don't get me wrong if you're going to take out the phone and you're going to use it naked yeah you're going to notice it it feels a little bit lighter uh you could definitely feel like it's plastic definitely the weight i think like premium phones now they have a certain weight to them if it doesn't have a certain weight, it feels cheap no matter what, if that makes any sense. Glass is heavy, right? Yeah. So you start adding premium sandwich, materials you know, add to the premium phones, material yeah. kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So you get that weight, and that's definitely one of the things there, right, when you take this phone out. Uh, you definitely feel like, oh, my God, it's almost like um, like a toy, if that makes any sense. It doesn't feel like a phone. Uh, okay. But I will, I will say one thing about the phone. There's not much to say about the OS because everybody knows it's stock Google. Yeah, it runs perfectly fine. It runs actually, I'd say, because it's it's uh it's got a slower processor, right? It's got Snapdragon seven sixty, I think, or something like that. And that was one of the things I was really like, um, I was really interested in. I did, <clears throat> I felt like your everyday user. I didn't play any games on it because I'm not a gamer, uh, but I I did feel like your everyday user, like your Instagram, your Facebook. They're going to be completely fine with this phone. This phone is going to be great, especially at the price point. It's going to be like that that phone that you recommend to anyone who doesn't have a budget for a premium phone but still wants that premium experience in the sense of, number one, hardware and updates, but also the camera. We know that this camera takes great photos. It does, 100%. Sadly, they didn't include their unlimited storage with the pixel 3a they left that only for the pixel 3 and the 3 um wow interesting okay xl yeah so they, they don't give you unlimited photo storage <clears throat> at full quality of course you still get the free hd but the camera is great the phone is great the battery's good in my opinion i mean the way i used it anyways and I I didn't have any complaints. The speakers were were loud. You know, you get stereo speakers. The screen looks great. You know, you do have those bezels, but 
But then again, you get them on the premium three as well. So if that didn't bother, doesn't bother you with the three, it shouldn't bother you with this. Honestly, I did notice once in a while, maybe on like, um, let's say, what do you call it? Uh, Instagram, maybe there was like starting a video, a slight like lag or a little glitch, if that makes any sense. Yep, okay. And maybe that's just like the power of the processor showing there, right? Like the CPU not being able to render things as fast as maybe like your premium device that you're used to. But if you're just using this and you're not comparing them by side by side, you won't notice it. So anyone out there who's looking for a phone that has a small budget, by the way, also they'll probably go on sale. And if you pick one up, maybe used, maybe you could get this thing for like $400. It's a great buy. You're guaranteed updates, I think, for the next three years, if I'm not wrong with Google. You've got one of the best cameras out there. And you've got the Google experience the way they want you to have it, Android experience. And they're, and they're continuing the to define that as they go, and and they're building out something closer to iOS, to be honest. like Again, I think me and you talk about this a lot, and I don't want to touch on it here, but these experiences are becoming more and more alike as the software Ooh, goes yes. on. More, I will say one thing I forgot to talk about. I did test out, um, it's still a beta, of course, the call screening. Oh, cool. And that was when somebody calls you for your assistant to answer. Yes, yeah, so it's very limited. I'm assuming because it's a beta, there's very limited uh, responses. But it was actually really cool. I had like somebody call me and they would be like, hey, it gives you the whole spiel. You know, like, hey, this is a Google Assistant. Or it says whatever it is, uh, you know, your automated assistant, whatever. They'd like to know why you're calling. And then you have like responses that you can touch and then they'll say. And then whatever they're saying comes to you in text. Oh, cool. You know, like it's it's really cool. And you could pick up the call at that point or hang up, right? Just like so you see the, You know, it reminds betas. me of like an old school voicemail machine. Right. You know, like where right. like the voicemail machine would pick up the call, s- display your message, but someone could be like, hello, hello hello and you could actually pick it up while they're doing that and take the phone call yeah it's it's the same thing you're just getting it transcripted into text that's it's it's a really cool feature uh i used it of course i'm a hundred percent sure it's only on uh pixel phones it makes sense and uh definitely was a cool feature 100 percent so if if i have to say anything about the phone i only used it for about 48 hours and the reason was i was like yeah, this phone is 100% like I would do this phone. I would 100% use this phone. No problem. I just didn't review it for any longer because I was like, there's there's nothing else I can get from this phone. Yeah, I'm not looking to compare this to any premium phone I've used. So I don't expect it to be better. I just wanted to know if it could handle you know, my everyday usage without me being like, oh, God, this thing's so slow or the battery's dead already. Yeah. The only thing I would say is that I've heard a few complaints, and I don't know if this would be the issue with this device as well, is that Pixel um, phones further down into the future, they start slowing down. Oh, interesting. A few people actually say this, that the Pixel down the road becomes sluggish and slow. And so that's, people are that's like, for both... I mean, that's for the regular Pixel and the Pixel 3a. I've heard this about the Pixel 2 as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I've heard this about the Pixel 2 and the 2XL and the 3 and the 3XL. And that's, you know, it hasn't been around long enough, the 3a, for anyone to give you a long-term review of, like, how the software behaves. 
after a while. So I don't know if this is going to be the case here too. Yeah, I'd say that's the only that's the only thing I could maybe say would be an issue. But besides that, the phone just worked flawlessly and did everything you needed, especially for an everyday driver. And it did gaming. I've seen some people play like PUBG on it, and they could handle it. Well, I mean, I mean, all these like mobile phone games are pretty much optimized for general hardware. So I wouldn't doubt it to be honest. Right. So yeah, if you're in the if you're in the market for a budget phone and you need something, there I would say there's no better f- budget phone out there. Honestly, no better budget phone when it comes to and again, I'm talking about Android if you're not locked into any ecosystem. Yeah. I mean, uh, Apple's budget phone if you're looking at their latest budget phone, and I'm not talking going anything to a seven or an eight, is an XR. Uh, sorry, a 10R, and that is a, what a thousand fifty starting, I think Canadian. So that's, uh, yeah, that's is the a, is a thousand fifty, yeah, or ten fifty nine or something like that. Ten fifty nine, something like that. Which, if you're going for that phone, I would upgrade to the bigger memory because it's like literally a fifty dollar upgrade. For double the storage, yeah, which is great. Like, like, do it, do do the bigger storage yeah, size. To be honest, so if you're out there looking for a budget phone, you're not married to any OS, any ecosystem, and you're looking for a device that's going to do everything you need. You do want your updates. You do want your software updates, your security updates. I would 100% recommend the Pixel 3a or 3a XL. Oh yeah, so okay, so that's great. Um, I was kind of surprised that you only kept it for two days, but um, I, I just realized the phones that you've tried uh, sit technically in like three different tiers, like ultra budget, budget flagship, and flagship phone. And so, yeah, going to the next phone in this list, uh, you tried the. I'm probably gonna get this wrong. Is it a One Plus Seven Pro? It is a OnePlus 7 Pro. Okay, because they they did release a OnePlus 7, right? Correct. Not in Canada. Okay. Not in North America at all. But, I mean, this is breaking the naming convention because generally they go 6, 6T, 5, 5T, so on and so forth. So this is the first phone in their line that actually is not the 7T. It's actually called something else. Yes, I think uh, the reason is is officially... OnePlus has decided to not make flagship killers and make a flagship. If that oh, makes any sense. This, okay, yes. cool. So this is not a flagship killer. This is not a premium budget phone. This is a premium phone in their eyes. This but is I the mean, market they're, but, but, uh, they're attacking Price-wise, is it still like competitive? I would say so. I if, if we look up prices right now, I'd say it's still cheaper with a much bigger um memory in comparison to the other, iphone even other androids let's say the, even other androids okay. yeah so let's say the a one plus seven pro canadian dollars yep starts at 999 dollars for six gigs of ram and 128 gigabytes of storage Dang. wow if you go for the um this is the version i went for okay. if you go for the eight gig ram version yep and 256 gigabytes of RAM, that'll cost you 1049 And I think that's the most popular um, device right there. Because beyond that, it's 12 gigs, 256 gigs. So same storage. All you're doing is paying for the bump in RAM. And that costs um, 
$1,119. And honestly... That's still at the top right, end, cheaper than most at, other yes. flagship phones. I think a Galaxy with 100 and some odd is uh, gigs is... Fifteen hundred, yeah, right? So that that's huge. If I'm not wrong, that's yeah. real big for a plus. That's uh, and you're I'm comparing a it to the plus phone for like the price of a 10R, just over the price of a right. 10R. You know what I mean? Which is supposed to be a budget iPhone. Yep, and that's what they're calling it. They're calling it, uh, you know, it's no longer flagship killer, but a flagship. Sick. So, do you want me to go right yeah, into yeah, this? Jump phone? right into it. Let us know. Okay, so there's a few things missing from what we would consider a flagship phone, and that's wireless charging. Okay, yeah. Uh, some people in the Android world would consider not having expandable storage, um, you know, a downfall. Expandable storage it, is dying, to be honest. It's dying, and honestly, they've upgraded to, and I am try to look it up before I say it incorrectly. I'll give you some quick specs on this phone. Just some quick tech specs for my tech nerds. Yeah, let's do it. It's got a f- AMOLED screen, which is um, 2K higher resolution than they've ever done. I think it is 2K. Let me see if they've got anything on here. In this, okay. So the display is a 6.67 inch. Nice. Okay. Its uh, resolution is uh, 3120 by 1440. All right. It supports uh, sRGB. Uh, all this other mumbo jumbo that doesn't really matter, Display but I will tech tell you that nobody cares about. Yeah, it, they call it fluid AMOLED, and the reason they do is this is one of the first, if the only non-gaming phone that has a 90 hertz refresh rate. Nice. I think the only other phone to have something higher than 90 is uh, the Razer phone, right? Which is a gaming phone. Yeah. yeah. Which is meant to I be mean, a gaming phone, right? Yeah. And then uh, they don't have wireless charging, but they have something literally called wa- uh, Warp charge 30 and like i think in 20 minutes you could have like 50 percent of your phone Sheesh! it's something crazy like that like it's a lot of power wow oh here's the other flagship thing that everyone says they don't have i just looking at the specs they have triple camera setup and their main camera is a 48 megapixel lens i will say this is one of one pluses and always has been one of one pluses downfalls is the quality in their photos yeah their cameras have not been good historically so it's their software i wouldn't say it's their hardware um but i will say just like google like google can take one lens and because of their algorithm make some amazing photos it's not the hardware doing it it's the software Uh, it's just like here they could have amazing hardware but the software matters so i will say one thing they've come out with two updates since i've owned the phone and both of those updates have been to uh, upgrade quality on photos and i will say my photos look like if you're not a photographer or someone really keen you will not notice these photos being any worse than any other phone i think they it produces great photos and uh even their night they have like a night mode for photos cool and even that got a lot better the first time it came out it looked like garbage and everyone complained then they came out with an update and it just got so much better so a triple camera and the other thing is even though it's um it's internal storage. They're one of the first devices. If I'm not wrong, they're the first to have a UFS 3.0 storage. Okay. Which is a bit faster than 2.0 that's out on most devices right now. It's not nothing that you'll notice like crazy, but this phone has been called the buttery smooth phone. And the reason is your 90 hertz refresh rate, plenty of RAM, your super slim, thin down, um, you know, Android 
skinned version, which is still amazing. They say even better than what Pixel puts out. Yep. Just with the extra little features. And then you've got the storage that just boosts everything together, just makes it feel buttery smooth. Okay, and, so uh, what, this uh, is yeah, go sorry, keep going. <laughs> sorry. Four thousand milliamp battery doesn't matter because bigger screen, more power. This phone literally no problem lasts me a whole day if I'm not crazy on the screen. Yep. And I have sometimes like sixty percent in the battery still when I go go to bed. It all depends on usage, so take that. At face value. Yes. Um, all the other stuff I'm not going to put out there. It does have dual speakers. One of the things I, I complained about, remember? Yeah, So you I'm did. really excited. I think it you has mentioned dual it speakers. in a text or something. Right. And um, it does have a Snapdragon 855, if anybody cares. Oh, uh, It does have the underscreen fingerprint scanner. Okay. Is it better this is, time? Like, is it faster? They or? made it a little bit larger. They made it a little bit larger. So the surface, it, it, there's more surface to recognize your finger. And it's optical, right? I, so it still has to shine a light yeah. on your finger? Correct. 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 And I will say, uh, I've seen, okay, I will compare it because I've also had the Samsung S10 and I prefer it over the S10's version. Really? Yeah. Wow. I could say the S10 feels slower. And there's probably more. Okay, so it's slower, but you, it's newer tech. It's newer tech, okay. but they're both new tech. And if you really go like uh, on the One Plus, every time you tap the screen, it kind of lights up on where your fingerprint uh, fingerprint should be. Yep. Because it needs to to recognize. Okay. That's also a good thing because on the Samsung, you can just unlock it by putting your finger there without it lighting up, but you don't know where the hell it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so not like an indicator yeah. kind of thing. Like no, there's no like unless you're gonna get a sharpie out and draw it and like, even then it have to be like. But a what white if we got to something. a future where it didn't matter? Yeah, and that is the future, right? Where you could touch it anywhere. There's already, I don't want to get into this. There's already a device supposedly that does that out there. That's cool. Maybe we talk about yeah, that in a future episode. We will but... talk about it. Yes, we will. Uh, I just want to give you one little last thing about the phone, and it's what makes the phone. It gives it its cool factor, okay? okay? And this is not the first time it's been done, but this is, I'd say, a more popular phone in North America than many of the other brands that Before have. Before you say what you're about to say, I do want to okay. say one thing. This Go is ahead. the phone with a pop-up camera, right? That's what I was going to say, yeah. Uh, is that the That's cool, the cool factor? Oh, sorry. That is the cool factor. I thought the cool factor the was the entire front, like... Display. It's it's all in together, right? No, I thought you were going to say that the cool factor is that it's the first phone with a full edge to edge display with no notch. That's what I thought you were going to say. Sorry, I kind of ruined that I, for you. I would say I, I would say it's not the first phone with a pop up camera or a full screen to uh, edge screen because it's not the first phone to do it. Okay, so sorry. So Go back to your cool factor. Your yeah. cool factor is the camera. I think the cool factor, one hundred percent, is like, listen, people. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you. I do not take face selfies. Selfies. Sorry. Faces. faces. Yeah. I do not take <laughs> selfies. Okay. Yeah. I am a non-selfie guy. So when they tell me the camera is going to disappear into the phone, I'm happy about that because I don't need this camera to come out. I'd say so. It's a cool. Like, it's it's the coolness factor is because you never have to see it or the no, coolness. No, the okay. coolness. The coolness factor is when you pop out this phone anywhere, it's like a parlor trick. You pop out this phone, you guys, oh my God, that's edge to edge screen. It's a gorgeous screen, by the way. And the 90 hertz, it's just, it's it's a gorgeous screen. Yeah. You pop it out and you're like, guys, check out this. They're like, whoa, but look at this. And you, that little selfie camera pops out and everyone's like, what? What? You're like, my phone no has way. a pop out penis. Check this out. God damn, son. They're like, oh I'm my God. It is, and I've gotten so many like shock value, so much shock value with people around it. It's just like that is so cool. Yes, 
some people are afraid what's going to happen in the future and OnePlus has done a few like tests to see how many time it opens how many times it opens and closes with no issues yeah these things are they're they're rated right he also jerry rig everything he found that there's like a rubber seal there right right to keep it waterproof the whole phone uh, is waterproof according to uh jerry random side note about his videos sorry to cut you off but they're really hard to watch you think so? Yeah, oh, because the, he's because the, he's, he's destroying, destroying these, devices. these devices. Yeah, exactly. It hurts me so it, much. I'm oh like, my I god! Like it. I fucking cringe every time I watch <laughs> a video of his. Yeah, so it, it's really going back to what you you were saying. The coolness factor is is the camera, and it's quite the parlor trick you're saying. Yeah, so that's definitely the the one thing that everyone just like awes at, right? Like that's so cool, and uh, for me, it's just like a, such a clean way. Of getting rid of the camera. I mean, it's nothing new. Uh, we've seen it. Um, you know, this company and Oppo are owned by I forgot what the name of the company is. It's probably it's probably like Tencent or some shit like that. <laughs> Maybe, but um, they've done this before. Like every time I see a new OnePlus, it just is like a rebranded Oppo. Yeah, their their I mean, flagship line. Uh, that's the what R, it is. The R phones is basically they take the R phones, strip some stuff out, and then sell it as a. A one plus. As a one plus. Essentially, that's what ends up happening, right? Yeah. They literally just... Well, I think they take body and like features. Except the features. software is different. Software is different yeah, the, and hardware is different. The I don't R9s think, uh, Op- have color OS? Yeah. And I don't think Oppo uses Snapdragons. Uh, no. They probably use like MediaTek or something like that. Right. So that that's the differences there. And then... This is more for the American, you know, North American market. Let's just say that. Maybe even European market. But okay, so I will go on to say, uh, great phone. The only thing I was never used to, I've never really used in the device besides, I think I had a Samsung Galaxy S7 Edge, and it was only one side that was curved. Yep. I've never been used to this double curved screen. It literally took me a minute, and I was like, I hate this. Like, this is gross. Wait, you've, like, sorry, sorry. We're pivoting to the S10? No, no, we're talking about the OnePlus 7 oh, Pro. Oh, really? It's, it has it's, an edge-to-edge? It's edge. got curved screen. Yeah, edge-to-edge. Edge. Both oh, sides wow. are curved. Okay, cool. So, like, the factor of it, yes, it makes the bezel smaller, but it's, I don't know, but it's, it's just it's that like whole wrapping Samsung around. it's Samsung curved or, like, Apple It's curved. Samsung curved. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Apple curve is the correct way to curve your phone. Samsung But, I mean, curve Apple curve is, is just, like... Apple curved is Slight. just like it's it's just the bezel. It's not really like the screen itself is not curved right. in any sort of Here, way. Here the screen is curved. Oh, okay. Cool. I did not okay, know that. So, yeah. So you get to a point where it's like it bothers you and then you kind of learn to love it. You kind of like how it like literally curves like the screen. Even the content on the screen curves. Really? Yeah. So it's not Do like Do they it leverage gets the there. curve like like Samsung I wonder does? If, uh not that I've seen. No, they don't have like you mean like feature wise. So yeah, Sam has a Samsung Galaxy S nine. It has a slide out menu. Does does the phone have something like that? It doesn't. But I'll tell you one thing. Um, that is a menu you can just get off downloading an app from the App Store. Oh, sick! From the Google Play Store. Yeah. So that's not like a. That's definitely something I could do if I wanted to. Can I tell you about a really cool app I found because of a YouTube sure. video I watched, but also. Just awesome because it's one feature that I miss from yeah. iOS and it's um 
reachability, right? So reachability is a big thing for me with big phones, especially when you're going like a 6.67 inch screen. Yeah. Reachability is like an issue. So um, there's an app which is still in beta. Okay. And I actually purchased it. It was like $5 or something, but definitely worth every penny. It's called Reachability Cursor. All right. And I will send you a video. But what this thing does is once you buy the full uh, version, it allows you to customize like the areas where this takes effect. But you can slide in. You've got a choice from the left, right of the screen. Yeah. Halfway down. Or you can make it higher or lower. And you can change the section of where it can where it recognizes that you're trying to use the app. So closer to the edge or more of the edge but also the inner of the phone if that makes any sense yep and then you can choose to slide from the left and bottom right i don't because i use the gesture features in the uh oxygen os on the OnePlus's uh operating system they have gestures where you just swipe kind of like an iphone right okay what this lets you do is slide in from the right or the left and your thumb all of a sudden is be- like a mouse and you get a cursor on top and you just move around and you can click on something just like you click wherever that thumb symbol is. Well, it's like a circle and then a cursor circle on top. Oh, so it actually like it's not bringing the display no. down. It's just giving, it's you, giving a, you a cursor. Like a, yeah. A phantom thumb somewhere above. above yeah. Finger. And it's awesome. Ah, I use it all the cool. time. So it's a really cool app. If anyone owns an Android out there and they have a really large screen. And like Samsung has their own version of reachability. What's the app called? Uh, Sorry. It's called... Um, reachability cursor oh okay cool yeah just i just wanted to, the name I, I didn't realize if you said it earlier. yeah so so that if people want to go grab the app they can for sure i'm pretty sure uh, you send me put- a link i'm gonna put it in the description of the show so that people can go yeah for sure i will send you the link i get it i think i think it's awesome i've used it all the time and it's it's you can like customize it to how long it lasts the color how big the circle where you put your thumb is like you can customize it completely when you purchase it and trust me if you're somebody sick. who wants to use this you'll love it you'll end up purchasing it yeah so that you know what that's i'd have to say anything else you want to know about the OnePlus? No, I, I mean, for the most part, I just want to get your thoughts and feelings on, on using the device. And I know you've been able to use a couple of these devices. So it's uh, is the, the, I think the other thing is in comparison to the OnePlus, which, uh, sorry, the Pixel, which you used for two days, did you use this phone for longer? Yes. Is this now your main driver or? So I completely fell in love with this device. I did. I, it's okay. just the screen, the gestures, the fluidness, the stereo speakers are finally there. Honestly, wireless charging. I used to use it every day when I go to bed. I charge my phone differently now. I give it a quick boost and it's definitely good for the whole day. Do you, does that make any sense? I don't charge yeah, it like yeah. regularly anymore. So the stereo speakers are there. I wouldn't, I'd probably say they aren't as good as maybe Apple's on my 10s. Okay. But Max, but they are still but no really one good. Uses stereo speakers. I I do sometimes, but I will say you're, it's. You're loser, I would say something I do enjoy. I did have a few glitches. I think I told you about this, uh, where I would get yep. random. Thank you for the feedback messages, and the f- screen would flicker. You did tell yeah, me. Yeah, so they yes. were. You said it was a, a software a bug. software bug. This is what happened when I first purchased the phone. I got it in a beautiful color color called nebula blue um i then repurchased the device and the only color they had um in stock was the gray 
I did not get any of the issues I had with the the first device I got on the second one. I didn't have... They've had another issue with ghost, ghost touches where the screen just automatically... It's like someone's... Detects a touch that wasn't there. Right. But this was fixed in the last update. Uh, maybe the other issue was fixed too. But this new device didn't give me any issues at all from day one. So I was like... This is a keeper. I don't really care about. So now, now you're running uh, a gray. I'm running phone. a gray. I did love the nebula okay. blue, but I will tell you one thing. I love red. Red is one of my favorite yep. colors, if not my favorite. And anything that I want to put on the phone doesn't really. I don't know. It doesn't match blue and red that that much as gray and red do. Okay. Like darker colors yeah, yeah. and red. So I'm okay with that. I'm, I mean, that's why Marquez likes black and gray. Right. Or, uh, sorry, black, gray, and red because those are like his favorite. Yeah. One hundred percent. I'm with them. I would totally get a red if they came out with a red. I wouldn't get it now, but I'm saying. So yeah, I totally fell in love with the device, and I can say, people, with one hundred percent certainty, nobody's gonna beat the Apple Watch. Like I've said in the past, I'm not gonna go into that. But the only comparison right now that I have is Tizen. One hundred percent Samsung. Samsung Galaxy Active. I don't have the Active. I bought the S3 Frontier. Oh. Yes, so I I told you I bought this on a refurbished or an open box, whatever you want to call it. I got it for cheaper than what I got the Galaxy uh, because I tried that out, remember, the Galaxy Active. It got the One UI update, so it has all those uh, good-looking UI. Yeah. The screen is like that quality that I need to have because I'm so used to the Apple Watch. The bezel to go through the UI is awesome and I get my text messages and I get calls on it and they work fine and and calls not even a big deal for me but definitely text messages are a big deal does Bixby or S voice work like Siri hell no does it work like Google hell no yeah but I I think you've covered that type. yeah I'm not going into that I'm just telling you right now if you're looking for a watch experience that is just like you need your notifications. What, you know what? You said something to, before you continue. You said something to me the other day, and I think you need to reiterate that for the podcast. Is that yes, one hundred percent? You have to know what you want instead of, or what you need, and what you want, but not what you think you want or what somebody's telling you you want. So I've always thought that I need to have every feature that's on my Apple Watch, or it's no good. So I've always thought like it needs to turn on my smart home lights and turn off. I thought your sentence was going to end there. It needs to turn on. I was like, <laughs> wow, that's a very low bar you're setting, bro. It, it needs to. Ahead, yeah. It needs to be as loud, or it needs to have the same haptic feedback, or it needs to, you know, have a million cases for. You know, there's a lot of things like that these smart devices do now, and a lot of them get unused you know like your heartbeat you know how many times you use the heartbeat on the watch anymore barely you know what i mean there's a lot of features that you think you need you think you want but you never use and and you know marco was a perfect example of this he told me one day that he doesn't really use his watch for text messaging and i realized man that's what i need I need my watch for notifications. I don't need yeah. it for, you know, notifications and definitely the health aspect of it is awesome. The fitness tracking. Those yep. are probably the two main, you know what I mean? Like everything else is just an extra. So I came to yeah. the conclusion 
and the real re, real realization oh, realization realization yeah. sorry realization i thought you were going to say reality i was and then it you didn't started make sense. to say something else the realization I like, that i just needed a, a device that first of all the haptic or the rumble motor in it is strong enough, which this device has. It has a speaker because yep. I like to hear the sound, um, which this uh-huh. device has, and it's loud. It's waterproof, water-resistant, whatever you want to call it, which this device has. It nice. suits my wrist well enough. So this device suits my wrist, I'd say, better than my Apple Watch did because it's, it's a big, chunkier watch. and. Yep. The UI is easy to use and doesn't always give me errors. This is the biggest thing here. Doesn't always give me errors constantly that it's not working. And this is one problem with Android Wear. It is so buggy. Yeah. It is so buggy that it's useless. You have a million yeah. more apps on Android Wear. The app, the ecosystem is huge, yet it's useless if it doesn't work properly. In the end of the day, that's all this. Tizen doesn't have half of those apps. It doesn't have half of that support. Like I can't get all those cool apps that I could download on my on my watch, but I don't need them. Yeah. I personally, if you're somebody who needs them, then this watch wouldn't be for you. But if you just care about getting those text messages, responding to them, and and seeing your phone calls, and of course time and tracking your fitness, it does it. It does it. And that's and that's good. what that's what did it for me. I realized that that's all I need. By the way, just a quick note on the one seven uh, one plus seven pro. They did change to yeah. their their rumble motor. They changed to like a haptic feedback. It feels more like okay. an iPhone's um, vibration. I like that. I you know I, I come to realize, especially with iOS thirteen, which I'll touch on in a bit, but that I really love when haptic feedback is used well. Because it it sort of adds to the experience of the phone. I agree with you. Like, you know what I mean? I've heard some reviews where people saying this this motor in here is actually weaker than the 6T. You're correct, but it's defined. It could be a little bit weaker, but it's defined. I'll give you an example. When you go through ringtones on this device, um, yep. you can set the, the, the vibration to strong, medium, whatever you want, or dynamic. And dynamic goes with the beat of the, whatever is ringing. And it's nice. you feel it. You feel, it feels. It doesn't matter if it's a stronger uh, vibration because if something's just vibrating, you know, like a freaking, let's say, like a tool in your pocket, then that's pointless. You want something that feels great when you're hap- when you're touching something on the screen and you want it to have some feedback or whatever. You know, like I definitely agree that this one is better versus their last version of it, and this one is more like the iPhones, one hundred percent. Cool. Yeah. So. That is the people. I'm now back to Android. I've officially uh, sold my iPhone uh, 10s Max, so there is no turning back at this point. I've sold it. Um, this is before WWDC came out and all these updates were announced, and I'm totally <laughs> jonesing to go try these out <laughs> and dying to go uh. see what these are gonna look like. And like, there's a lot of cool things that were announced. Amazing things that remind me of why I love Apple and it's, you know, when they do things like making a phone better just based on software and not touching hardware. It's it's just amazes me. And uh, I'm definitely... I will say you, you will not fare with uh, Beta 1, to be honest. Yeah, but just just what they've announced, like things that are 
20 times faster, 30 times fast. Like, this is amazing. This is just software. Yeah. You know what good. I mean? I, I'm, I'm really liking how the, the there's a continued focus there for, you know, support of software and making it faster and supporting their devices. And But before you decided to keep this device, you did try something I else. did. I did and try. And so you went out and you were a fucking garbage person and you bought a samsung phone and does it not surprise you that i after go, talking right. shit about samsung week after week my co-host bought a samsung phone. It, it hurt my heart to even press the accept on the payment section of purchasing i doubt that you liar i had to purchase secret this phone. samsung lover <laughs> i well i i had the, i am in love with their watch right now but I had to purchase this phone. So it's only a matter of time. Right. I've had to purchase this phone with a 30-day yep. return guarantee because I knew. I knew after. You were going to return knew it. I was you knew return. it was going to go back in the I box. I did know. I had the box ready. <laughs> I left the charger in there. <laughs> I left the headphones <laughs> in there. <laughs> I left all the little plastic pieces that were part of this device. I left the box ready. To put this phone back in it, okay? okay? So when I purchased this phone, I was expecting nothing from this phone. I was expecting before failure. Before you say anything, 10 or 10S? The Max. 10. Whatever it's called. It's the, 10 pl- it's the S10 Plus. The Plus. So yes. did you get the Plus version? I did. Or? I got the Plus version. Okay. I got the one with right. the, the freaking, um, what's that robot's name? Where they put his picture. The, the Baymax situation yeah what's his name though come on you bender i got the one with the bender 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 yes bender what's wrong with you bender has the cyclops eye like the double like he's looking out of binoculars and they use that as the Uh, background picture okay right the s10 the regular version is just one front-facing camera the s10 plus has two front-facing cameras yeah it has like the, the wide the angle side i think notch situation right yeah, so that was definitely cool to play around with was the background pictures so let me just get to this thing took it out of the box lovely screen i'd say one of the best one of the, the market? best i've ever i think they saved the best for their phones 100 percent. they well, say i the mean best it's samsung they make displays they probably right. use the best they ones sell their, their phones, displays right? to everyone like on the one plus seven pro that's a samsung panel on there on the iphone 10s yeah, iphones are, are samsung, samsung panels. panels too so yeah. gorgeous screen you take it out of the box it's just this this thing is gorgeous now the feel of the phone like everything else Anything else that feels premium, it feels premium. It's, you know, the glass sandwich device with the metal or aluminum or whatever uh, bezels around. Okay. And it felt great. Had expandable storage. Guess what? Never used it because I'm not an expandable storage kind of guy. I want my storage to be 100% speed all the time, working all the time, no issues. And yeah, I have to say, Samsung, you've surprised me. You took me for a roller coaster. I gave up Samsung a long time ago, ever since my S3. And I expected nothing but the worst from this device, especially software-wise. And I was surprised. I was surprised that the software on this device, which is their new One UI software, 
was a pleasure to that, use. That comes baked in. That's not like that's you don't baked have to in. update. No, this is not a beta. Like they, no, this it is, comes with yes, One UI. It comes with One okay. UI. Okay, one cool. UI is like focused around big devices and one hand usage and bringing everything down to the bottom of the screen. And that's just smart. That's just smart. Like when I toggle down my, you know, my, my uh, quick settings, my, my screen brightness was right there. When I toggled anything that I wanted to use, all the buttons are at the bottom for me to be able to reach them easily. The whole thing is based on you being able to use your phone one-handed while still having a large screen. And it's a smart move. That's amazing. And I think Samsung's got the right idea and they're going in the right direction. Their hardware is awesome. There's a lot of like, um, there's still a lot of features I wouldn't use in the software. Uh, But I wouldn't say by any means it felt sluggish or slow like TouchWiz has in the past. TouchWiz to me was the example of what Android shouldn't be. It always was. It was like taking out a phone with like the highest specs. I'll give you an example. I should have grabbed that in my mind and in my memory of what Samsung and its UI is. I should have picked up that Samsung S10 Plus and been like, God damn, you can't even compete with the 3A software wise. You're garbage. And it was yeah. it wasn't like that. It was like this is a premium phone and this software is premium. And there's a lot of good like um things baked into it. Yes, I still used Google's uh messaging app which I use on my OnePlus. I still use their keyboard, the G board, uh like I do on well that's baked into the OnePlus, but their messaging app isn't. Okay. Yep. But Okay, they have a few things where they try to compete with Apple, like their AR, like um, emoji people, which is just whatever. Which I heard are very scary. No, they they're okay. I think they've updated it in the One UI. They they look a lot better. They weren't bad at all. They're just useless. Yeah, they're just useless. It's just useless stuff, guys. I mean, you could Gimmicks. say the emojis are useless. They too. are. To be honest, they are useless. They're that that one. They're like that yeah, pop-up camera. It's a cute camera. little gimmick yeah. to get people to buy the phone. It's like, like that pop-up it. camera. Look what my phone can do. That's awesome. When are you ever going to give a crap again? Never. But let me tell you, I I just have to say, I my hat's out to Samsung. I have to say, probably the only yeah. reason I didn't keep that Samsung over the OnePlus is the notch. The camera notch. I didn't like the camera notch. I was so used to... Really? I felt like... You feel spoiled when you, you grab a OnePlus 7 Pro. Oh, you're spoiled, okay, yeah, okay? I see what you're saying. You've had yeah. no notch now for like uh, two weeks. And you start seeing a notch. You're like, this is ridiculous. Why is a notch even on this device? You know, but that's not just it. I'd have to say the biggest factor for not staying with Samsung is I know this OnePlus here is going to get updates guaranteed and they're going to be not as fast as google's but they're going to be right behind them and then i know samsung i've just bought an s10 plus and next year i'm lucky if i get um you know android q and if i do i'm going to get it six months into its cycle yeah so that's why i can't justify paying 1400 plus tax 
for a device that I'm not guaranteed update softwares. They, I don't even know if they're guaranteeing because a lot of devices now guarantee at least two years. I don't even know if Samsung guarantees it. But if they do, they definitely do not guarantee it anytime soon. And sometimes that's not a big deal when there's not that many new features. But it definitely yeah. is a big deal when there are a lot of new features. So Samsung, my hat's off to you. You've made a great OS. You're now competing with the big boys. Your hardware's always been up there. Now you have to get on your update game. Yeah, but now that they're doing One UI, they could have built in, uh, what do you call it? That Google treble thing. They could so have, maybe, but there's no guarantee. Maybe the, you will get updates. I, I do feel that um, Samsung purposely holds back software updates, if that makes any sense. I think they want you to buy their newest flagship. And, and yes, that makes sense, but you're you hurt the customers and you hurt the fan base when you do that because... One company that never does that is iOS. Like, if you're on a 7, you're going to get the same update. You might not get the same features based on hardware. Sometimes they're not based on hardware. But they might they might shaft you on a few features. But yeah. they're not going to shaft you on the hardware update. And Samsung will. It's it, They just will. Like, I will tell you right now that OnePlus is not the best company is not the greatest, but they there are users on OnePlus three and three T that are getting now Android nine, and it's 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 past the time. But you're talking a device that's a few years old already, so to even be supporting it is awesome. You know what I mean? So and they have yeah, such like they have such like a, a a following that even your your custom OSs. There's a lot of people that put custom OS. I personally bought bought this phone to take it out of the box and use it the way it is. I do. I'm not messing around with custom ROMs like I used to. Um, this ROM is amazing. It does everything I need, and it's got one thing that Android still hasn't baked into their OS. Uh, come on, guys, pay attention to what Apple's doing. They don't have a, a built-in screen recorder, and OnePlus does. And some people might be like, because it's useless. No, actually, it comes in handy sometimes. Especially since I want to show you that reachability cursor, I'm just going to send you a screen recording. Yeah. And that's built into iOS. But you can't, you can't like, get an app that does that for free? Like, you, I mean, it's Android. Let's be real. You can. But there you go, taking that step and allowing this third-party app to record your screen. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'd I prefer, a, you know, a... Something built Google, in. Yes, versus, that I know is yeah. not taking any information for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's 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 my review, guys, on these three phones. All amazing in different ways. Um, you know, if I were to say right now Samsung versus, you know, the OnePlus versus the 3A, let's just go categories here. The 3A budget phone, I can't see anybody else on the market that's going to beat it when it comes to the Android world. Nobody. Like, I don't know no other phone out there that's budget. Unless you're going to tell me like, oh, it's budget, but it comes with some other skin UI on it. Forget it. It's, it's yep. forget it. It's not worth it. And it's probably still on Android eight. You know what I mean? I'm talking like this is a budget phone with the latest software on it and support for the next three years guaranteed. And one of the best cameras in the market. Like you can't beat that, guys. This is just you don't hear about that in a budget phone. And then when we're yeah. talking premium devices. If you're a Samsung fan, hey, listen, Samsung is awesome. They've come a long way. And if you want that pure Android feeling and you still want it, you're still kind of on a budget, like 
I can't really compare budgets. I'll tell you why. You could definitely pick up a Samsung open box or like use for about $999. That's what I got mine for. And it was just an open box. It was literally brand new. So it actually is cheaper than the OnePlus. But brand new. I'm saying brand new. They It doesn't compete. Yes, you got the wireless wow. charging. Whatever. Yes, it's got reverse charging. Whatever. I tried to use the reverse charging on my, my Samsung watch and it wouldn't charge it. Go figure. Really? It wouldn't. Unless I didn't leave it long enough. Because sometimes I put my, my watch on a charger and it takes like a second or two. Just I was like, what the hell? This thing's not charging. What's the point? Then again, I don't know if this like supports that. It, they've only showed it with like their active and their, their newest Galaxy watch, right? Yeah, maybe. Um, But uh, you you enjoyed your time with the phone. I enjoyed my time with the phone. I cannot talk bad about Samsung. Also, picture quality, amazing. Video quality, like video recording, great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Front-facing cool. camera. Awesome. Everything about the phone. I didn't even really have any hiccups with it's it. It's like, it's kind of too bad it's a Samsung. It, right? it yeah. is, right? Like, if they just slapped a OnePlus on there, or <laughs> or they slapped even, like, <laughs> oh, a, a, a Pixel. I'm such a fucking <laughs> troll. <laughs> no, Samsung, honestly, you've got a great device. I just don't trust you anymore. Sorry. It's, it's just I, not an iPhone. It's just <laughs> It's I don't trust you, and I'm honestly afraid that I'm going to have to carry around a fire extinguisher everywhere I go. All right, everyone, take note of that exact moment <laughs> so that when he decides to become a Samsung fan all of a sudden. I am a Samsung fan. I own a Samsung we can, Galaxy we Gear. We can play that back for him. <laughs> I own a Samsung Galaxy Gear S3. Remember that time you said you loved the OnePlus? Now you're on the Samsung. No, I could I could see myself in the future, as always, switching. I'm keeping my Apple Watch. This is how much I love this watch, people. I'm selling the only device that it works with, okay? It literally only works with an iPhone, but I'm keeping my Apple Watch. He's also, he every day he wears it on the other wrist. Yeah, and I just, yeah. I, I put it next to the Samsung, and I'm like, see what you could be, what you could be if you just tried a little harder. No, you just can't be that Apple Watch, can you? Nope. Nope. Not 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 there yet. Nobody's there yet. And if well, speaking of the best platform in the market, let's hear it. Apple decided they were going to do their annual WWDC conference earlier this week, Monday to be exact, where they announced a plethora of news, of which I am going to talk about a very minuscule aspect of it. Let's do it. They announced a couple of things. A couple of major things is they announced some changes to the Apple Watch software. Just so anybody knows, if you're a consistent listener of the show, you know WWDC stands for Worldwide Developers Conference. It's a conference that happens every year for Apple, just like Google I.O. and any Samsung conference. Um, this one particularly is about their software across all of their platforms. It's less so about hardware. They did make a hardware announcement, which was the Mac Pro, which we've been waiting for a very long time, which a lot of people think looks like a cheese grater. <laughs> cool. I don't care. Uh, it's a very powerful device, and I'm very excited for the pros who now actually get back to the old school Mac Pro style of computer. But other than that, it was mostly software. So they covered a couple of things. Their watch OS, a few changes there. They covered, and in those features, mostly health features that, that they were talking about. So their watch platform 
is mostly a health platform at this point, if you think about it. It's a lot of like exercise features. It's a lot of general health monitoring features. And it seems like they're going to continue down that road. I think a big piece of news out of that is that now apps can run independently on the watches without the need for a companion app to live on your phone. I think this is really good. And I also think this alludes to an eventual situation in which the watch can either be a standalone device or a device in which it interacts with another platform for a phone companion. Ooh, I could be wrong. That would be amazing. I doubt it. But I think there is potential to say we can open up the lines for calls and messaging to another platform while all these other apps live independently on the phone on the watch and we don't need for developers to create third-party apps that the phone will then relate to the watch so on and so forth. That so, is we'll see. that is like so not going to happen, but I, I think it will. I think, I think we're going to see more and more of that as we go, to be honest. I just, I just, I also, think Apple sorry. a long time ago and by a long time ago, I mean a couple of years ago with the introduction of, I think it was iOS 10. They came on stage and they made this commitment to being more of an open platform. And since then, They've introduced things like the Files app, which is something that we never thought we would get. Um, And more so recently in that same space, now on both the iPhone and the uh, iPad, there's like a downloads manager in Safari. So you could download things directly to your phone, uh, which has previously kind of been like a big thing for Android. You know, Android phones can download anything from the internet and store them on the phone, right? That wasn't an iPhone thing. And I think we're getting closer and closer to Apple figuring out how to open the possibilities and still keep the software itself locked down in some sort of way so that there's not, you know, bad or malicious modifications done to the phone, if that makes any sense. So I wouldn't doubt it. I kind of will put a bet on it that I think eventually we'll see... If, if Apple wants to capture uh, the large market, considering that they own the majority market for the wearables, I think what they need to do is they need to open that platform to other devices. And once they do that, they might see that more people will buy their watch just solely based on the fact that they could get, they can access its features from their phone and not need an iPhone. That would right? be like a dream come true. Fingers crossed. Okay. Um, Sorry. Just so, yeah. one quick thing. Yeah, go ahead. So Android Wear has already been doing that, just to clarify that it's basically doing what Android Wear is doing since we talk about them copying each other. So go on. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, so, yeah, uh, the biggest thing that they announced, um, I would say, other than that Mac, was iOS. iOS 13 has come out. I've been using the beta for a little bit now. It's uh, it's cool. It's really buggy. Um, I don't think I've had the opinion that a piece of software has been buggy for a very long time. And uh, I can say, in my opinion, this beta one, and it's to be expected, I'm not like complaining here, 
it's it's really buggy it's such i think there's so many changes to the core yeah that that's the reason you know what i mean usually it's been like it's, little it's really updates. buggy in the sense of like uh, here's a good here's a good example of how i can crash the phone right you open up iMessage, right? Or I can crash iMessage. Here's a great example. I open up iMessage. I start a voice recording. And then I do something else really quickly. And I will crash the app. Especially if I'm doing it with someone who is a text message. You know, because it will glitch in some sort of way. Right. Um, there's a lot of situations where you'll be interacting with an app. And then it just freezes suddenly. And then when you press anything, the app immediately crashes. Again, apps are not optimized for the software. The software itself is not optimized. Um, but I will say they're immediately off the bat, there are some improvements that they talked about. Um, so one of the big things they said is like Face ID is like 30% faster. Uh, I think they're talking about on their new phones. But I already find that even on my 10, and I don't have a 10s or a 10s Max. Um, so my phone is at least one generation old. I, I already find Face ID way faster. Really? Um, and that's like a noticeable thing. Wow. I, that's something uh, I'd like to to actually experience. Like, like literally I turn on the phone and if I'm looking at it, the lock icon is like pretty much instantaneously open. Uh, the only thing I wish that they would have done is like sort of have a setting that allows you to for it to swipe up automatically. Right? Right. Uh, so you don't have to do that. But I get why it's there. What else? Dark mode. That's the big thing. The big announcement this time around is dark mode. I, I don't know what to tell everybody. Like, It's like a full true to black mode with uh, slight gray accents. So far, because of the software, I haven't seen good battery life. Right? right it's so you would assume buggy, that yeah. if you run it in dark mode that everything battery life would be great. But I think because of beta 1 being not the best version of the software... I'm not seeing any battery gains at all, like zero battery gains for the device. It it actually, if anything, dies faster than I would like. But again, not optimized in any sort of way. All the apps, all the main built-in apps have a dark mode, and Apple has made it easy for developers to make a dark mode for their themselves if their app doesn't have a dark mode. So they've kind of, you know, basically... If you code it in a specific way, when someone uses the dark mode, it should automatically just switch to the dark mode. Like there's no major work that needs to be done for most apps. And it's great. I mean, everything is like stylistically slightly more refined. All the icons that you'll see in the UI are like now bolder and they have like a sort of a circle tap area around them now. They're also slightly rounded. All the icons are slightly rounded, which, you know, adds a little coolness to it. I've also seen that even the volume has changed, like the UI for the volume. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Long time coming. We've complained about it long enough that Apple decided that they were going to change it. So now when you use the volume rocker, the you get basically the initial volume thing that you see is a lot like what the volume looks like in control center, except a bit thinner. Um, and then if you keep using your volume control, like your, your buttons, right. it turns into a small little sliver. The cool thing is the interaction with it is that if it turns into a little sliver, you could still use your finger to adjust the volume. 
and it will turn big again and then go away. Oh, cool. So it's not like something like, it's not like the previous indicator where you couldn't interact with it at all. It would just show you or display stuff. Another little thing that I like is when you turn on silent now, there's a little like chip card that just pops out of the top. Okay. Uh, and I'll send you, I'll send you a message, like a video message later to show you. And it will tell you the status of your, your phone, whether the ringer is on or whether it's on silent. It's really cool. It's a little thing that like I didn't expect them to do uh, considering the volume, the old volume like display was the means in which it would tell you that you just put your phone on silent, right? It would say you muted the audio essentially, right? right. And that's been really cool. The phone the OS overall has a lot of really cool updates. Like the share sheet is very different now. There's no longer you sliding through like a ton of app icons to try and find the right one. Most of the actions that you can take, like copy or opens in, in Safari, they're like these tiles and they're listed below. So they're way easier to access. Shortcuts is now built in. So if you have any shortcuts that you're running, they will be right in that list uh, nice. if you want. Um, there's been a couple of changes to like Safari. I mentioned earlier, there's now a downloads manager. So if you download something, it will actually prompt you to put it, uh, in a folder in, uh, in the files app. Yeah. Very, very Android ish. Very going Android. Yeah. Like so they're, they're, that, they're, oh, that option is just awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They're, they're, uh, they updated the reminders app again. The reminders app is an app that I don't really use cause I use an app called things, things three specifically. Um, but notes in, um, notes in this OS now has like a sort of like a grid view, sort of, uh, if you think about it that way. So all of your, all of your, uh, like sort of, I guess, folders and, and the articles within those folders will be in sort of, uh, like a, a grid instead of like a list view, oh, okay. um, which is really cool. Again, the beta is really buggy and there's like from a like a feature standpoint, there's not really much that they added. Um, there's it's a lot more refinements. Oh, I just missed something. Android's had this for a very long time and it's not the first time you've had something like this on the iPhone because there are plenty of third party keyboards that do this. But it's the first time that the built in first party keyboard has access to something called quick path typing which is for anyone who's on Android a swipe or or there's been a ton of different names for this type of of uh of keyboard interaction and it's essentially the idea that you can swipe to type. And you were saying swipe typing. You were telling me you yep. felt this is weird. It's a weird interaction. It, not not in the sense like it doesn't work cuz it works extraordinarily well. I'm just not used to it. I'm not used to the default keyboard being able to do this. So even when I go to message most people, I forget that it's a thing and I don't use it, right? Right. It um, is something like even myself, it's like you said, built into the stock G board, uh, keyboard and I forget to use it sometimes. When I do use it, I love it, but I forget to because I'm so used to iOS and not having that yeah. feature. Even though there what are, are the third cool party uh, keyboards like the G yeah, so Gboard, Gboard you can get on iOS as well, like, and it has swiping. There previously was a swipe keyboard from, uh, I forget what company it was called, but they uh, plenty of different keyboard companies that have made keyboards for iOS that had swiping built in uh, and, like, auto-suggestions and all that stuff. So, But it's the first time, like, the built-in iOS keyboard 
has that feature. And Apple, instead of calling it swiping, they call it quick path, quick path typing. Um, and the cool thing is in the default keyboard on iPad, so just so you guys know, I've installed the beta for both iOS 13 and the iPad OS, which is a, a new branch of iOS solely for the iPad with its own feature set. And it's going to be updated separately from i from iOS. And the quick path typing on the the default iPad keyboard uh, isn't a thing. Oh, you, okay. But there, there is a feature on the iPad where you can pinch the keyboard and make it small like an iPhone keyboard. Right. On that version of the keyboard, you can swipe. Oh, maybe they're just assuming the swipe would be way too long. Yeah, it definitely, on, on a full like widescreen iPad keyboard, it would be way too long. So it, it makes no sense. But they added that tiny keyboard for one-handed typing while you're on your iPad. So you can actually swipe it closed and then move it anywhere on the screen that you want close to your fingers for you to type and while it's in like let's say the far right hand side you can actually swipe type whatever your message is one-handed typing on what a mini uh no on a a full ipad how would you do you can't even hold that thing with one hand well i mean one-handed as in like one hand that's holding the the keyboard okay Uh, like the the full ipad right so you have all of the keyboard to to the left or right, right hand side of the keyboard. I know what you're talking the, about. I just I just picture someone holding it with one hand and trying to like type. Yeah, like it would be more equivalent to like if you're holding your iPhone with two hands, but you're only typing with one thumb okay. of your hand, right? Versus you typing with both fingers. It'd be just expand that idea to a larger device. You would be moving the keyboard to just one side where one of your thumbs could manage all the typing. Yeah, I mean iOS. I mean, there's not many things like as they they announce a, a couple of really cool things like audio sharing and stuff. But like in the current version of the beta, none of that stuff exists. Well, oh, I didn't or know it's that. It's really hard to get it working. Um, so yeah, if you have earpods, I have earpods. We could both be listening to this my device essentially. Oh, I did not know um, that's how it worked. I thought it was literally just sharing like an audio file like you do with no, messaging. No, it's it's literally like an audio splitter, like back in the day where you had a right. splitter and you put two headphones into it, like it it's like that. That's it's like, really hey, and I'm you could do it. a song. You should listen hmm. to this. We're going on a run together or something. I'm just making up a scenario, right? I I made a bomb ass playlist that I want to share with you on our run. We could we can I can audio share with you and your your earpods will temporarily connect to my phone while we are audio sharing and you will we will listen to my music essentially. And you're so the other person wouldn't have to have like uh Apple Music? No. No, okay. no, no. So it's it's essentially like dual boot bluetooth connection right i get what it is i'm just trying audio bluetooth just trying to see if there's gimmicks behind it like you both have to have not not that i know of. okay i don't i don't think so i i don't want to say yes or whatever uh i i don't know from my understanding it's simple like hey do you want to pair with so-and-so's phone for audio sharing they say yes you know you say yes in the ui and then they can hear whatever you can hear on the phone it's totally gonna be a sorry it's totally gonna be off topic but yeah. I'm finding another use for this just in my mind right now. I don't remember if you remember us talking about a certain device for, for the for the pregnant ladies out there. Yeah, right? right? And they had to use a splitter with daddy, mommy, and the baby. And now it's just yeah. just use that, the, the audio share. Yeah, hell yeah. Or they can she can put like a, one of the ear pods up there, you know? Right, and boom, you don't even yeah. have to buy. We have to, we have to call Apple. 
All right, got to patent this quick. <laughs> okay, go on. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much all I can say about iOS at this point. iPad OS is very similar. They've made a couple of changes. They're clearly trying to make iPad OS sort of more resemble uh, Microsoft Surface, right? So, uh, a couple of cool things that they've added are. Um, you can now run two instances of the same app at the same time. So if you want to run two notes or two Safari browsers or whatever, uh, you know, because you have to cross reference files or something, you can, um, a split screen scenario, but with using the same app. Exactly. So previously you couldn't split screen. You could, you could split screen, but two separate apps, but not the same app. So now you could do the same app. Now there's something called spaces. And you could switch between spaces. So that allows you... This is a concept that came from the Mac. Uh, so think of it as separate desktops. And you can swipe between those desktops and they'll have separate apps open, essentially. Um, and you can think of like, I have two notes open because I'm cross-referencing data. But then I need to switch between that screen, right? And I need to switch to something that's like a browser and something else, let's just say, right? And maybe a text messaging or my email, right? And you can swipe between those two spaces to to get those different things done. And you can drag items from one space to another. So let's say you have a piece of text in your notes, you can select it and drag it over to your email if you're trying to compose an email over there, right? So that's a cool thing. They've added mouse support. So now you can actually connect a mouse to your iPad and use a mouse as a as a device, a pointer device. Uh, to um, your iPad? Yeah, to your iPad. Hmm. So they are trying to, they are trying to take that mobile pc they, market. so it's not it's not at the forefront the pointer feature is not at the forefront and a lot of people are criticizing apple for not wanting people to use a pointer device because currently the pointer device settings are in accessibility they're meant for accessibility reasons they're not a default feature for the ipad right um so people are c- criticizing apple for not for taking the stance of they don't they still don't believe in uh, a mouse is the best approach which from my perspective i kind of agree i don't know if a mouse is the best approach with an ipad with a, a traditional desktop yes but i still feel like an ipad is a weird space uh and that sort of works like your your um that feature that you were telling us the app where you get a cursor yeah the uh, so it's sort of like cursor. that so you get like a little circle that shows up on the screen that you can move with the mouse. It's sort of just the area that you can tap and touch. That's what it ends up becoming. Um, and another key thing is now you can, uh, at least on the newer iPads, I, I am not so sure about the the older generation like mine, but on the iPad Pros you can connect uh, storage, like hard drives and thumb drives. Yes, I heard it. about this. Uh, and you can access that thumb drive from the files app. So, so is there just to going to be an adapter? On, so uh, on the newer iPads, there are USB-C. So oh, okay. uh, I would assume that you could just plug in a USB-C right. compatible storage. Um, and I've heard Marquez say, or someone said, that they plugged in their Samsung T5, which is a USB-C drive. And they said it it was detected, but their uh, their X5, which is the newest, faster version, wasn't detected. So 
he wasn't sure if it was a uh, power requirement or something like that, why that newer drive didn't work, but who knows? It could just be drivers or settings or something like that. Um, I would assume on an iPad Pro like my generation, which is one older generation, you would need a USB adapter, which they have. I just don't know if it would work. So I'll wait for someone to test that. But then again, I don't use my iPad in that sense anyway. Um, and just a lot of overall features to make it more like a desktop, you know, computing device. You know, before you like before for you move example, on, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, if you know the information, this yeah. USB connection to your iPad is this going to allow you to like? How are you going to see these files? Let's say I put video files on there. First of all, yep. does it have to be like a format? Does it have to be EFAT or FAT32 or can it be NTSC? Like what is the format that is I I would assume supported? it's a universal format like XFAT or FAT32. I would assume more like XFAT. Yeah, or like XFAT a, so you uh, can have files or over. maybe a Mac specific format. I don't know. Um, I, my big assumption would probably be like XFAT, something that is like a universal cross device format. I would, I doubt that you could plug in like a Microsoft centric NTSF drive and, and see actually the files on that drive. Uh, and that's just based on conventions of today. Like right. today you can't do that. So why would they suddenly allow you to do that? No, the only, the only reason I'm asking is like, I, an EX fat, if I were able to just plug that in with some movies and my question is, would I just be able to use their video player to play these movies like, or a VLC player? I would assume if, if the player that you have can access the files in the files app, um, and that's open to them, uh, then yeah, in all theory and technicality, then that should be possible. You should be able to, access those files from that drive and play them within that app. But I, I think it depends on the app and depends on how open that is to, to third-party apps, to be honest. Because I could see two scenarios from that, and that is awesome, cool, now I can hit the road with my 32-gig iPad and still be able to watch you know, this huge collection of films. Yep. Um, or I could also see that as scenario number two being an easier way to jailbreak and at least finding an easier way to jailbreak an iPad. Yeah, so that's another thing is that supposedly with iOS 13, even jailbreak developers have come out and said that like jailbreaking is all but dead with iOS 13. Really? That that Apple is doing something from a security software perspective that basically locks down iOS 13. Some of the assumptions of that they've been working with certain jailbreak developers uh on how to close holes in their software um but last i heard if you're on ios 12 that might possibly be the last version of ios that is jailbreakable and for all you listeners who don't know what jailbreaking is it's basically modifying it to allow an app store that was called at least cydia when i used to do it that would it's allow you. That anymore, it's not. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. It's been a long time. Honestly, I believe that jailbreaking to mo- majority of people is dead, anyways. There's just no reason for it anymore. From my understanding, jailbreaking these days is mostly like 
cosmetic things, you know, I, new gestures, yeah. dark modes, different icons. It's it's not what it used to be where you're adding features that that didn't exist unless they're like somebody's prototyping what the next version of like control center could look like, right? I think uh I think it's I actually would say it now is a way of getting certain features that you want that you can't. It used to be that too. But now it's like, let's say on Apple CarPlay, you want a bunch of apps that, you know, it wouldn't otherwise allow uh, features like that. But I think the biggest difference is that back in the day, it used to be a lot about getting illegal, illegally downloaded games and apps, right? Yeah, it was without a paying. Platform. It was a piracy platform and it's gone a long way. I'm pretty sure it still is a piracy platform to some people, but that's probably not the majority. The majority are just getting features they want on their phone that are not accessible otherwise. Yeah. But slowly Apple is adding all these features anyways, so it eventually becomes obsolete. Yeah. I totally agree. But sorry, go um, on. Yeah, another couple of cool things that I thought were cool is like if you have a HomePod, you can now hand off audio to your HomePod if you get home. Like you're taking a phone call on your earpods, you tap the HomePod with your phone and the audio would be transferred to the HomePod so you can continue your conversation or your music. Um, okay, so to round it off, I will say besides that HomePod feature, the only feature that I think is it's so stupid, but it's super cool. And I've already used it a couple of times and I kind of really enjoy it is now there they have the lyrics uh synced to the actual song um and sort of like karaoke like you'll press a button and the lyrics will show up in big on your phone and every time they move to a different lyric it will highlight the new lyric right i think that's awesome how many times is, have i sat there and sang the wrong lyric <laughs> i would have loved to have that it's super cool <laughs> It's super cool. And the other cool thing is like if you tap a future lyric, it will skip to that part in the song. That is cool. And is this like, like an Apple Music You can scroll through feature? the lyrics and go, yeah, it's built right into the app, the music app. The reason I'm asking is, oh, okay, but this is uh, you're on it's the not beta. A, it's, not a, it's not a subscription feature. It's like it's just literally part of the music app. No, now. the reason I'm asking is like would I get this on Android using the Apple music app. Uh, I mean, if they build that into the Android version, yeah, I would assume so. That would be cool. I will have to test that in the future. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's like iOS 13. It's really buggy right now, and I'll probably report on new cool things that I can do in the future. But uh, otherwise, that's that's really been it, to be honest. Um. Yeah, and so the last thing I know I said earlier in the episode, uh, Logitech Circle, but I'll I'll leave that for next podcast. I want to say one thing before we end the podcast, and that is I've gone ahead and pre-ordered the Google Stadia Founders Edition, um, that was announced yesterday. So there was pricing and everything announced, correct? I I did not get yes. to see this. So essentially Google Stadia is going to come out early next year. Um but if you want to get it early, you buy into the Founders edition. It comes with a Chromecast Ultra, one of their controllers in a limited edition color, uh a pass, a 3 months of their Stadia Pro, which is 11.99 a month, and it comes with a a buddy pass, 3 months for one of your friends to use the service as well, which 
uh, will most likely go to you because I want you to try it with me. Nice. The difference between the pro and the basic, the basic account is free. Any games that you have purchased through the service, uh, you can continue to play on the free version. From my understanding, the eleven ninety nine a month allows you to play games offered free through the service, and there will be other games that you can still purchase through the service. The difference between the tiers, technical specs-wise, is the free service gets you up to 1080p stereo sound, uh, at 60 frames a second, if your connection can support it. And then the pro service gets you up to 4K 60 with 5.1 surround sound. Um, they will have access to the same amount of games. The Founders Edition uh, gets you access to, I think it might just be the Founders Edition, I'm not sure, but gets you access to something called Destiny 2 Complete Edition. It's all of the Destiny content up to date and the upcoming Shadow Keep DLC slash annual pass that they're putting out. So they're putting out another standalone Destiny expansion. It's going to be a very large expansion that takes place on the moon and an annual pass to go along with that expansion. And you will get it as a part of this pricing for the Founders Edition. So Well, let I've us know and... what is the price for the Founders Edition. So the Founders Edition in uh, Canada is $169. Wait. Like I said. Wait. $169, yeah. you're getting the controller. The getting controller? The cast. The Chromecast Ultra. The Chromecast 4K, Ultra, yeah. which is, I think, $90 on its own. Yeah. The controller and three months three plus months those that, that content a month. That is yeah. a hell of a deal. I think so too. That is a hell of a deal. Just the controller alone, they've got to be selling that for fifty plus sixty nine dollars. There you go, seventy dollars plus ninety dollars for the just in hardware. Just in hardware, it's a deal. It's a deal. Honest. Yeah, like um, yeah, that's a great deal. So I, I got it. I plan to share that buddy pass with you because I want to try out the service with you. A lot of people have asked me why I would do this, why I would pre-order the service. A um, couple of things. I think this type of service is the future of gaming. I don't think we're ever going to need to own consoles anymore and get to play super high fidelity games in the best visuals possible. And I think the only delimiting factor for something like this is your internet connection. That's number one. And uh, number two is... I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't have a platform to talk about new technologies if I didn't have a podcast uh, or a YouTube channel. And I think it's very important for me to try things and let people know what it's like. Uh, so that that's that's my answer as to why I purchased this Founders Edition. And also, like we just discussed, I think one hundred and sixty nine dollars for this this uh, this buy in and early access um, is totally worth it. Yeah, I think so too. And you don't even have to justify it because. That's an awesome deal. Just the, you know, you could still use that hardware even if you didn't like the service. I'm pretty sure that controller will end up being able to use with other things. Or you could sell it to someone else. Who does you know, use like, the software. Who does use the software. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, definitely. I think that was a good buy. And um, it is, I agree with you, the future. And am I correct? This is going to work like out of a Chrome browser basically anywhere. Yeah, so uh, supposedly any Chrome-based device will allow you to access the games or the service. So you can load it up on your iPhone, iPad, Android phone, Android uh, tablet, uh, a desktop computer, uh, a laptop, anything, basically. If you can run Chrome, basically, if the device can run Chrome, you can play on the server. That's insane. That's like taking out... That's like turning your Xbox, your PS4, 
into mobile devices. Think about that. That's like turning yeah. some crazy hardware into a mobile device. And the only factor, limiting factor, is your internet connection, internet connection. which can still be adjusted in quality-wise and yeah. still have so a good... So the lowest you can go is like 72030, I think, is like the lowest. Uh, on their website, they have a really good chart that tells you uh, like what what the speed requirements are. I did a check today with the speed test. I have over even their highest amount of internet requirement, um, which is I think 30 or six, 35 down, I think it is. So basically 30, 35 megabits a second uh, is like the best quality they can provide is HDR video, 60 frames a second and 5.1 surround sound at 4K. Um, the lowest you can go is uh, roughly uh, five megabits a second, and that's somewhere in the 720p 60 frame stereo area. Uh, I'd say the average connection that I know of between us and friends is like the lowest I've ever seen is 25 megabits currently, and that will get you 1080p 60 frames at 5.1 surround sound. So uh, that that in my opinion is really good. No, that is. I have 200 and something megabits a second. I think you have like one gigabit. Right. So you and I will be able to play these in like full 4K glory. Mind you, neither of us have a 4K device, so it kind of doesn't make sense to play anything in I'll 4K. just play it on my phone. But even then... <laughs> Playing something at 1080, 5.1 surround sound, you know, with super, you know, hopefully non-existent latency is going to be nice. A couple of games that they uh, have announced for the platform are Dragon Ball Z Xenoverse 2, Doom Eternal, Wolfenstein Youngblood, Destiny 2, Grid, Baldur's Gate 3, Metro Exodus, Thumper, Final Fantasy, I guess that's 15, uh, Rage 2, Tomb Raider Trilogy, Samurai Showdown, Football Manager 2020, Get Packed, The Elder Scrolls Online, Guilt, The Crew 2, The Division 2, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which is a newer game that hasn't come out yet, uh, Just Dance, Trials Rising, NBA 2K, Borderlands 3, Farming Simulator, I said that weird, Farming Simulator tw- uh, 2019, Mortal Kombat 11 and Darksiders something. I don't know what that says. It's a new Darksiders game. Um, I wonder if yeah. they'll offer maybe a cheaper subscription with ads. That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, the the biggest thing when I looked at, like, the free versus the paid tier, right? I was like, so what am I getting for eleven ninety nine, other than the the ability to, to do 4K, right? Uh, and 5.1 surround sound. Because, like, ultimately, I don't really care too much about either of those pieces. Um, they're, like, nice-to-haves, in a sense. Uh, so I was like, it's the other th- the things that they have is buy games whenever you want. Yes. Okay, so you can do that right now uh, on both. Additional free games released regularly. On the free platform, you don't get free games at all. Right, you, on just, the paid you platform, just play the games you get you've the bought. Free games. Exactly. And then Stadia Pro exclusive discounts on games. Yes. So if you are a subscriber and you want to purchase a game that maybe you have access to for free, you can get it at a discounted price. Um, And I think even subscription services like Xbox Game Pass does this, where if you you have the game on Game Pass, but if you want to purchase the game, the game is cheaper because you have Game Pass. Right. 
but that's that's going to be my two pieces for today. Um, uh, I guess that's going to be it, right? I'd say that's a wrap. All right, so that's been another episode of the Pixel Refresh Podcast. If you like the show, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share it with a friend. And uh, feel free to ask us questions on our Facebook at facebook.com slash pixelrefresh. I've been one of your beautiful hosts, Marco Rodriguez, and I'm joined by my other beautiful co-host, Mariel Amaral. And we will see you guys in two weeks. Peace out. Duas hermanas. Duas hermanas. Okay? Por favor, no tocale telefone esperando pe duas hermanas. Es vata tu hombres hablando el podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I legit don't know if you actually said anything with that is like legitimate. <laughs> I did. I said in two weeks there's gonna be two hombres, two guys, <laughs> two talking guys on talking the podcast. on a podcast. Yeah. Okay. So wait. <laughs>